1: Guess what I'm looking at, Joe? What are you looking at, Oliver Hudson? I'm looking at a shoebox, a custom beautiful brown and red shoebox. It says Nike on it, and uh, some really beautiful shoes are in this shoebox that one of my great friends sent to me. Oh, what kind of
2: great friends do you have that would send you Travis Scott uh, (laughs) Jordans? Oh, wait, you didn't say that detail, but but who in your Uh, life... Possibly could send you something so valuable
1: I know it's crazy. Um, he's a good guy you know he, he uh, he's in the sports world um, he's dabbled in some broadcasting and uh, more- Tony
2: Romo to- you're good Tony Romo yeah
1: no you're, you're, you're warm not quite this guy you know is a little more seasoned and makes a little less money um, but he's still it- close. Close Jim Nance, a little better looking than Nance. Uh, Al Michaels, no, no, way too old. His hair is better than way, hair, his hair is way better than Al Michaels. And I'd say, I'd, I'd, I'd say his hair is way better than Jim Nance, Jim Nance's as well. Um, he's a great guy, great sportscaster, but more importantly, just a really great friend, and a great husband, and a great father. So you know, he he's a good dude, and I'm not sure I want to reveal his name because he's a pretty he's a pretty uh, private guy.
2: Well, that's fair. Um, you know, I I read something about that guy as far as being a great husband. Um, I heard that uh, because his wife is an avid listener to his podcast, he needed to go on his next podcast and apologize <laughs> uh, publicly. For insinuating that his wife, whoever this person is, his wife was like a dead cold fish uh, once the doors closed uh, because of what had been said on a previous podcast when that couldn't be further from the truth. So if you would text that guy and say that he owes his wife an apology,
1: will you do that for me? I will. I will. Does the guy that I have to text just coincidentally happen to be? This great friend of mine who sent me the shoes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's the same Same guy. guy. Okay, It's the same guy. (laughs) The guy who's got luxurious hair and is so uh, personally confident in everything that he does, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. both publicly and privately, that I I think it should be no problem for somebody who has such great fortitude to bow down and apologize to his wife for being such a callous asshole for for basically making her the butt of the joke mm-hmm. when it's really him that deserves to be the butt of that particular joke so just <laughs> just please pass that on All right, i'm
1: going to uh i'm going to shoot him a text but let's move off of this guy and more importantly how are you <laughs> i'm good <laughs> okay, go i'm
2: good uh, i'm down a bunch of cash cuz i sent some asshole some shoes uh <laughs> Yeah but I paid you I got a topless I've got a topless picture of that guy's wife yeah. uh as payment. By the way, we should point out that that came with uh, uh the stamp and seal of approval from that person's wife oh, that yes. wasn't done behind her back
1: oh yes yes no and not not of course of course of course but but hold on wait a minute yeah. i want to get into this for a second so wait michelle was this one we were just saying about when i asked like how's your love life how's your sex life and and, and you went off on that was that was that sort of how this fight came about <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and it was a good question because we have our three and a half year old twins and my daughter was there with her boyfriend. My other daughter was there. Everybody's basically on top of one another. Therefore, the
1: two people involved were not on top of one another. Right. Right. But that, that's what I thought you, you said. You were very clear. I, I don't remember it being about her and, and being a dead fish or anything like that. It seemed like a circumstantial situation yeah, that's all we were saying. So then why is Michelle, Michelle. pissed off?
2: I, I don't know. i think I think it's her way of of both giving me trouble and proving that she does listen to the podcast. right. Which, by the way, we watched your show last night, and because she had listened to that podcast, mm-hmm. she was prepared for you to look awful. Uh, on Fox, mm-hmm. on uh, on your show, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh my God, Oliver looks great." What's he talking about? He he looks fantastic. I mean, she said it. She said it once. She said it three times because, to be honest with you, and I think the show really looks good. Mm-hmm. I, I think the show itself is good, but I'm proud, and we were both proud of how you are pulling off the complete. Uh, fictitious nature of you being in the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) I've had two really good friends play FBI agents John Hamm in the town and Oliver Hudson in the cleaning lady. Yeah. And, uh, I'd say you, you damn well held your own. I'm proud of you.
1: Thanks, man. No, I know. It's, uh, it's going well. The show's going well. You know, it's 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 being very well received. I think, and the numbers are good, and the streaming numbers are good, and you know, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Speaking of numbers, speaking of numbers, yeah. All we
2: do is talk about our numbers and the fact that we don't really profit at all from this thing yeah. at all. But uh, our makeup artist, who was also featured. Yep. Uh, in this past episode because we talked about the inconsistency with with uh, the application of makeup for different things that we do, uh, said that I, you must have a lot of listeners because I had four or five friends of mine reach out to me and tell me I had to listen because you gave me not just a first name but a last name shout-out on your show. And again, I mean, this was not a setup, but here we are, a person that lives in L.A., who's a makeup artist who's told by, I think she said four or five friends, Mm -hmm. either four or five or three or four to listen. She listened, she loved it. And again, we're reaching people that I'm surprised we're reaching,
1: yet it doesn't really feel like we're reaching anybody. You know what? At this point, it doesn't fucking matter, you know, because we really do this for the love of the game. And, and, I, and I'm, I've accepted that. And when you do something for the love of the game, the, it, it'll come. It, all the accolades will come. I think in five years from now, we're going to be accepting a, a podcast awards. This will be our main business. You will have quit broadcasting. I will have quit acting. Our empire will just be starting. And, uh, you know, that, that's the way that I look at it. Okay.
2: And I think sometimes when you're doing it for the love of the game, you turn in your best work. Yeah, You don't feel like you have to perform. Mm-mm. Therefore, that pressure being off leads you to be more yourself and leads you to your best
1: path. Yeah, I mean, look, even this year, right? And we won't get into it because we don't know. Nothing's final. But just we've been doing this for a long time now, you know, pro bono. Pro boners. We're coming up on two years. Two years, and, and look, the start of this year. There's some real cool opportunities for us because of this podcast that haven't really been realized yet, but they are uh, they're in the making. So we did family feud. I embarrassed myself for an
2: entire nation on we family did family feud. feud. I podcast. just,
1: I just the reason I was late. I was just doing the Nick Cannon show to promote this cleaning lady and. And uh, it was all about dads. The show's all about dads. So he 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 mentioned Daddy Issues podcast like a thousand times.
2: <laughs> Great. So, uh, hey, I'm, I'm proud of what we're doing. We don't need to go over this for the thousandth time. Mm-mm. But uh, it was funny because Mm-mm. my daughter has a podcast. And mm-hmm. she and I talked on the phone today. And she got into the conversation almost verbatim that we get into for hours. Like what's to come of yeah. this kind yeah. of thing. And I have X number of thousands of downloads. And I said, Natalie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not making any money on this thing, <laughs> you're sure as hell not going to make money <laughs> for a little while on this thing as we come up on our two-year anniversary. And uh, <laughs> and I'm glad. I mean, the only thing we've been enriched, uh, our friendship has been enriched. Oh, my if God. Our well, well, hold on, hold not. on, hold
1: on. Speaking of Natalie... Um, I, she, she DM'd me and I think we're going on our first date. Oh, good. Cause of last week's episode.
2: Uh, well, yeah, let's, for those who didn't hear it, Oliver threw this out as a complete non sequitur. That was, what if I told you that I slept with Natalie and uh that Natalie's my 25-year-old daughter and then I was
1: forced to react in the moment and then we uh, and then and then it, and then it evolved into we were falling in love and then you had to accept me as your son right yeah right yeah and uh, and then she dm'd me and she's but she was like what am I she's like what am I listening to or something like that
2: i know <laughs> i know and uh, her boyfriend Bobby you know, he feels like he's got this new FBI agent hot on his trail <laughs> trying to take him down. Um, did she hey, talk to you about handle- it? Did, did, she, did she bring it up? Well, later that day, we were all together in Mexico. And I said, wait till you hear Because she listens to it all the time. And I said, wait till you hear this episode. She's like, what? <laughs> I said, just wait. <laughs> it's nothing bad. She's like, what? <laughs> what did you choose? What? I said, just Oliver threw out the... Eventually, I said Oliver threw out the idea that, you know, what, what? how would I react if I found out that you and he had – I can't even say the <laughs> sentence. It makes me want to throw up. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, whatever. We <laughs> <laughs>
1: Terrible. Funny. Um, Terrible. Though, by the way, your hair is looking phenomenal, I do have to say. I mean – there's nothing in it either
2: right now. It's I'm um, crazy. I, I got a cut. I got a cut today, and uh, I, I think I've I've learned the idea of what like a visual sleight of hand can be with hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, your hair right now looks luxurious, but that's mm-hmm. because you actually showered to go on the Nick Cannon show.
1: And I put water right. in my hair.
2: Actually, I, I didn't really shower. Oh my god, you're amazing. You amaze me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but so i I got it if you cut it short on the sides for somebody like me mm-hmm. no matter if you've had hair replacement surgery or not I having had nine of them mm-hmm. you're you're building the eye you're you're forcing the eye to the top of your head which typically you would think you would avoid that but if you keep it short on the sides and you leave the top with some fullness to it, it gives the appearance that it's actually thicker mm. than it is. How about
1: that? I love that. How but about that? It, you know, you, you're, you're a bit of an artist that way because it's like a painting where you direct the eye based on sort of how you're painting in perspective. So you are creating a hair art uh, where the haircut is such that it's less about the trimming of the hair and more about directing the eye to where you want people to look.
2: That's right. I'm thinking about putting like a little mini strobe up there. That's a great just idea. Just to, to, to really make people's eyes go. Hey, at this time, my, uh, my recording device, my card became full. And that's why for the rest of the show, my audio is going to sound like this. Enjoy. They're going to think in their mind my God, this guy's wanting me to look at the top of his head. Therefore, he must have great hair. Now I'm ahead of the game.
1: Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more daddy issues.
2: I'm always fascinated to see where you're going to show up. and, And now I feel like you're Whose bedroom are you in right
1: now? Well, I'm in my parents' house. I don't know if have we talked about this. I'm I'm remodeling my house. I'm living back at home with my parents and and so I'm in a guest bedroom on a sort of a a, a bear skin, faux sort of polar bear skin rug, I guess, you know. Yeah. It's very loungy right now. It's borderline erotic. You know, you can, you can sort <laughs> What border of, is that? If I turn my feet, you know, like, like, go sideways like this, and I do this with my feet, you know, it, it, it looks like I'm yeah. sort of teasing you and flirting with you a little bit, you know? You see that? Yeah, no. Are you,
2: I think I'm more comfortable talking about you having an affair with my <laughs> daughter.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm living back at home, which is actually kind of fun. I mean, the kids, the kids want to get back to our house, but it is so great here. I mean, when I wake up with them for school, it's just a mad rush to get out of the house. They're lucky if they get a piece of toast because I'm like, let's go, let's fucking get out. But we get up in the morning. Mom has been up for an hour. She's got biscuits and gravy. She's got eggs. She's got orange juice. I mean, it's it's a beautiful spread every morning. Plus they'll listen to her. Oh yeah, oh. I mean, I assume your
2: children, knowing how they are, especially with you, their ne'er-do-well dad, Probably like, oh, shut up, Dad! I don't want toast. I want to get school. It's fine. Let's go. But if your mom has been up and 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 making stuff, and she no, nope, sit down. Let's have something before you go to school. Yeah, they'll actually sit down and have something before they go to school. Yep,
1: yep, one hundred percent. And Kurt is the X factor in getting them to school on time just like you said, with me, I'm like, get the fuck up. At. You've got 15 minutes. Like I'm, you know, just drill sergeant, crazy person. And there was a moment where Aaron and I were out of town for like three or four days. I think we were in Colorado actually. And um, they were to school on time every single day because when Kurt says, get up, it's time to go. They are up and ready to roll. And he, and he gives them minute countdowns. Four minutes. And they're like, oh, shit. And they're like rushing. And every, every, they, were, they were to school early for four straight days. I come home. They're sleeping in. I'm like, yeah. Four minutes. Yeah, like, shut up. Oh, man. Well, again, they don't have the... If
2: Kurt Russell was waking me up for anything, <laughs> I don't want to piss him off. But... Secondly, for my dad, my dad was the same way. Now, my dad wasn't around a lot, especially during different segments of the year. But when he was up and he was home and then up and it was time for Julie, my sister and me to get up for school. And normally is my mom. And and I don't care how old I was. It was like, come on, mom, five more minutes. Okay, it didn't matter. Whatever I asked for. Come on, mom. You know, will you just scratch my back? Mm -hmm. You know, this is that probably ended when I was twelve, but maybe (laughs) not. I don't remember that much. My sister would remember exactly what day that began and ended, but my dad would be at the bottom of the steps and be like, "Get up, Buck!" Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, "Oh my God, he's home!" And it was like, "Ding!" And I was out of the bed, and if we were dawdling at all Mm -hmm. it was get down here and it was just this voice of god and it was the voice everybody that i meet in st louis especially is like oh my god i grew up listening to your dad every night i was like try listening to him in the morning before (laughs) school
1: i want to go back the
2: shit out of me
1: i want to go back in the story just a little bit to to call to call back something your dad, you said, get up, Buck. And then you went, doing. So it, it sounded like you got a boner with that sound effect you made. I just wanted to bring that up. That was a
2: doing that was going to represent me bodily. Right. Not parts of my okay. body. Bodily, like almost just straightening straight up, sitting straight up and just getting out of bed.
1: I just wanted to be clear for the audience, that's all. Because I don't
2: think any listener... I don't think any listener thought. Maybe because you went it it went like this. It went
1: like this. Get a buck and you're like, oh my God, my dad's home.
2: Boing. Yeah, well that would have been a that would have been like a philosophical (laughs) theoretical boing because I was excited that my dad was actually home.
1: Okay. Good. Uh, So you didn't get a buck. Because I
2: would go two weeks at a time. No, I if anything, I was you know, trying to fight that off. Uh, it, was the, it would probably have had the opposite effect uh, to me and would have therefore allowed me to go running through the hallway a little bit quicker.
1: Mm, no, I know. I know. But, but it, even when it's your parent, you know, I don't remember being woken up for school. I don't know. I have a feeling my parents, like, didn't really care much about school. I don't remember getting in trouble. I don't know. I, I felt like I was sort of on my own you know
2: so you were you were left here on devices
1: to get up and go to I high mean, school i mean i probably wasn't but it feels like i was i don't have memory of that i don't have memory of mom or pa waking me up to go to school in the morning i'm sure my kids will or or maybe they won't i don't know you know but but no, i know they, they will they must they must oh my god yeah look at this on daddy issues right now, my dad just texted me. Just came up. That's so funny. On our podcast, <laughs> okay. I I've, I've I've te- haven't I haven't texted with him in a, in a while. You know, he he says it's your dad now that you're home. Let's get drinks. Let's catch up. I love you, Mama. Ma, ma. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, mean, I, gotta sh- I gotta shift it out of this mode, honestly, because we just text this to each other for the last two years, and and, and it never, it, it never culminates in anything. It's just empty. So I have to, I have to actually act on it and go do it. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I would really love for you to do that for your own well-being i think our listeners would love for you to get off first base with this thing <laughs> i know and actually go do something yeah like he- heavy petting
1: yeah yeah that kind of and yeah, we need to at least get to second base you
2: yeah know. you need to actually be in the same room I, it doesn't have to be drinks it doesn't have to be hugs yeah. it doesn't have to be i love you but just let's see where this goes yeah and again, please bring a recorder and put it in your pocket. I mean, you're in the FBI now, for God's sake. That's true. You, you take something from the set. And I know that you Hollywood types don't like to say the set. Mm-hmm. Take something from set <laughs> and, and tape it to your chest and,
1: and record it, for God's sake. Yeah, I know. Well, if I asked him in a heartbeat, he would come on this show. You know, there's just no doubt about that. Um, I just don't know. Is
2: there any coincidence, Ollie, that you now have a show again on network TV and he's reached out to you to have drinks?
1: Um, It's a good question. Normally I would say uh, yes, but since we have been in communication, I'm going to say no. And I don't think that dude watches television. You know, I mean, he still has a phone that, doesn't do video and he's so old school i I don't know if he even knows that i'm on a show to be honest but i understand the question when he typed that out
2: when he texted you that was he tapping it out on a flip phone yes having to hit three times to
1: get to a letter yes yes and i'm not even kidding unless he's gotten a new phone i said to him was like why did you get a fucking iphone what are you doing and he goes i tried it and i didn't get it Ah," you know so he went back to analog I don't know. He, he's an interesting man, you know. I mean, from what I know, his, 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 his house burned down in, in the Malibu fires, you know, maybe three years ago now. Um, and I think they've rebuilt. I think he's back there. But he doesn't seem to have much of a social life, you know. I feel like he drinks his whiskey, he smokes his weed, and he was in his recording studio and records music and then he goes to ventura and and plays cards he plays poker so i I don't know what else he he does so but weirdly that sounds great you know it's funny i was gonna say i i'm really i if there was ever any doubt that you were his kid exactly Exactly, and when I found that out, and when we were just talking about when we did have lunch a couple of years ago, and he mentioned sort of his lifestyle and sort of how he operates, and it was uh it was a bit emotional because there was this strange connection to that that I don't see in any other of my family members that I know on this side, you know, whether it be mom or Kate or you know and that that is really. That exemplifies a piece of me, no doubt about it. You know, that simple sort of world.
2: Yeah. But I I find it fascinating, again, that he's in Malibu. And mm. not knowing the layout of L.A. as as well as some, I do know that he's not that far away. And you could easily... Bridge this gap and go have a drink with somebody.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's always excuses and excuses. Have a third party. I don't even need that. We've already broken the ice. The excuses are excuses, and that's all they are, really. It's so easy to make the time to do it. There's probably something holding me back or him back. There's times where I text him more, and I don't hear from him. you know. And we're always trying to make plans. Here's Here's a
2: real question. Yeah. Have you ever texted him just to say that you texted him without ever really believing that A, he's going to text back or B, you're going to follow through on whatever is texted, just to like for peace of mind for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to make a point, and this is conscious, this is a choice. When I think about him, When he pops into my mind for whatever reason, uh, whether I'm being nostalgic or thinking about the possible future of a relationship, whatever it is, when he pops in my mind, I make a point to text him just to let him know that I'm sort of thinking about him or what's up or how are you? Just checking in because there's been plenty of times where, you know, prior to our reconciliation where I have thought about him and, and didn't text him or didn't communicate with him. And so that's sort of a, a choice that I make.
2: Maybe he doesn't want an iPhone so that you can't know whether your message was delivered or not.
1: It's true. I mean, there's blue, you know, and then there's green on the text. His is like a yellow. It's a color I've never <laughs> seen before. <laughs> you know, you know whether you get an it iPhone. It comes up.
2: <laughs> it comes up like 1993 1993- dash. <laughs> I, when? when I mean, that's about the time cell phones came out. now early nineties.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the color of his SMS is indescribable, I, and I don't think anyone's ever seen it because it's a phone. That-
2: right? <laughs> it's like it's bag phone. <laughs> right. Bag phone says. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. Oh
2: God, love you. God, totally. God love you. But
1: you're you. right, Joe. You're right. There's too much back and forth. And, and and I've said this before on this show, but it's 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 up to me, honestly. I'm the one who has to make the first move. I have to lean in for the kiss. You know what I mean? And then yeah. once I lean in for the kiss, then he can feel me up. And then once he feels me up, then I'm like, "Oh, I feel oh, comfortable." Oh god,
2: shut up.
1: I'm just Jesus using an analogy. Christ. I'm using You're
2: not though. You're using the most unnerving analogy. that somebody can use talking about
1: their father i'm using i'm using the first base second base you went there then i'm bringing it back to you know he's got to make the first move the first kiss Feel me up you know i'll go down at the front of his pants and see what's going on down there
2: oliver hudson no
1: no no it's a simple Um, analogy it's a simple analogy
2: If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg That's you. right. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up
1: right after the break. Are you about to leave town? Is that what you told me? Yeah, I'm going to Palm desert we had the option of uh doing zoom for the for the kids putting them in zoom school for the week uh so we took that option so then we could go to palm desert and the in-laws are here aaron's parents are here so i get to go hang with ann and brooks from Boston, and go play some golf and and be with the kids and the in-laws so you know it's exciting
2: does brooks take out a pocket knife and carve his name into every room he sleeps in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why do you ask? Because does that seem like a name that's carved into wood?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happened in uh, Chusha. Oh, that's convention. right. And, um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs>
1: Brooks yeah. was here. Brooks Everywhere was here. he
2: goes. he's Right now, he's carving it into your mom's headboard.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, Brooksy. What a couple. What a couple! I got the best in-laws in the world.
2: I know I, it's almost like you owe them money. You've said that many times. Dude.
1: No, I know they're just so sweet. I mean, they were pivotal in in, in in sort of or Brooks especially in in Aaron and I Aaron and I reconciling after I was an asshole, you know, and was a cheater for two years. I don't know if we've talked about it on this show, but I've talked about it in, in another podcast. But uh, I was a bastard. We got engaged. And I, something, a switch flipped and I I just spiraled into hell for two years and was taking silkwood showers, like scrubbing my balls with a Brillo pad, like, "Ah," like hating myself. But then I'd get out of the shower and make a drink and go back out. And and it was just a, a vicious cycle. And, um, Eventually, I told Aaron everything. Wait,
2: what, what is the shower reference? Why, because you were cheating? Oh,
1: yeah, I was just being bad. And, and I wanted to, like, just wash everything off of me. You know, I, I was I had major shame and guilt. and But it wasn't enough to stop me, you know, uh, which was the scary part of it all, honestly. Anyway, I came out of it. I ended up telling Aaron everything. She didn't, I didn't get caught. I just couldn't live with myself and create a life with this person and have children with this person um, living sort of a just this falsehood. And I just it, – it, it didn't sit right with me and I was, I was willing to risk it all, and put it all on the line because it was better than living in shame, you know, and, and her living in the dark. Anyway, my point is, is that um, she made me call her dad. She's like, well, you have to call. I mean, it was a whole thing. We we separated for a minute. We were married and we separated. I lived at my parents' house and and she lived at her girlfriend's house. And, you know, there's a whole story inside there. But eventually she's like, you need to talk to my dad. You need to tell him what you fucking did. And then I'm like, I'll do anything that you want. I, I am here for you and for myself. I need to get better. But, yeah, I'll talk to your dad. Let's go. Get him on the phone. Hey Oliver, what's happening? I'm like, hey Brooksy. So, you know, I just, I, you know, some shit went down, and you uh, came
2: with the Brooksy. You came with the Brooksy right out of the gate.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, you got mis- him. trying to disarm. Yeah, him. disarmament. Exactly. It's just, you got to ease, you know, easing the pain a little bit, right?
2: Brooksy. Hey, hey Brooksy. About those red Sox?
1: <laughs> hey, speaking of red socks, uh, <laughs> ah. I just shit I all just over, shit my all my over your daughter. And- uh... But them Yankees. Speaking of Yankees, I just yanked these nuts on someone else's face. Sorry. Um <laughs> Oh my God. Please cut all of that out. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um no, so we get we get you on know, the. You f- know,
2: sometimes you're just too honest, and that's what I love about you, but I, I I never thought that you would talk about this. In fact, you and I have never really I knew about this, but you and I have never really talked about it. Really?
1: This. Have we not? Oh,
2: uh, uh in fact send me those shoes
1: back no it's too late i don't feel like
2: we're that close
1: <laughs> um so anyway brooks gets on the phone and aaron's on the phone on the other line and, and um you know i say look i i uh I, I have an issue and and here's what happened and i told him everything and and it's been a couple years and uh you know, we were driving back from Vegas and I and and I told him the story and I said and I told uh, I told Aaron everything that happened and because I couldn't live with myself and blah blah blah. And it's quiet. And he goes, All right, so let me get this straight. You told her? I said, yeah. He goes, she didn't catch you? And, and uh, I said, no, no, I, I I just came out with it, and he was He's like, whoa, okay. And then and then were you married when you did any of this? I said, no, it was just when we were sort of engaged. And then when we got married, it all sort of stopped. And we were married for about three months or two months actually. And I was clean and then I told her everything. So I I said, no, nah, we were not married. And he goes, so you told her everything and you weren't married. Aaron's on the other phone, on the other line. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, I mean, geez, I, you're, that's an amazing thing you did and- I can't believe it and uh well I don't see you know I think this is a good thing and he was starting to move to my side not my side but completely understanding. And Aaron's like dad nah, 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 you didn't really Yeah, he's like well he taught, how did he he told you? He 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 came out and just said it, you know. So I thought it was going to be the end of our relationship because I had hurt his daughter, but in fact I think I gained a little bit of respect at the end. Yeah, I I think
2: it's I think it's a great story with two people that I've been around who I know completely love each other. And I think maybe more importantly, completely trust one another. I, I don't sense any. And now I could be wrong and, and mm-hmm. I could be misreading this, but I don't sense any mistrust Mm-mm. between the two of you. Mm-mm. And and I've not now anymore. when we've all been together. Yeah. It's just kind of us. So, not that, but I don't, I feel like you get to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And she gets to do what she wants to do. I've had friends that have, you know, cheated on their spouse or cheated on a fiance. And the relationship has gone on, but the rules of engagement are (laughs) completely different. It's like you are on lockdown. Mm -hmm. And if you even think you're going out with the guys, or if you even think you're going on a trip or if you, and I'm not there Mm -hmm. hell, I I had a guy that worked with me in the football booth that got caught cheating. And this guy's wife was with him everywhere. He went Mm -hmm. from then on Mm -hmm. a a support guy, not Mm -hmm. not anybody on TV, but Mm -hmm. I, I mean, he, she was always there. So he, it was like, okay, well, then what do you have? I, I think at some point, I would have a really tough time. And the one thing I was always proud of myself, you know, having been through divorce and you know, my wife and my first wife and me fighting a lot, um, disagreeing, doing it in front of the kids, neither one of us ever went down that path. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you do that, when it all comes to light, and eventually it all will. I mean, for you, it was like the telltale heart. It was, it was confessing to mommy that you were a bad boy in this mm-hmm. case, mommy being Aaron
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: or you get caught one way or the other, but then it becomes about somebody else. And it does, it completely avoids what the real problem is, which is the relationship with the other person that kind of led to all that extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was always really proud and pleased and relieved that I never went through that. Now, for you to be that upfront, I think says a lot. And and I, if that happened, I, I would it would take a little while, but I I think I would regain trust and maybe it would be stronger than ever, like a broken bone that comes back, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, stronger sure. than it was before because you know that that person has a heart that can't live with being. You know, a double life kind of a person. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is you you. have to
1: look at all the angles, you know, what it's symptomatic of. You know, hold on. (laughs) That's Aaron calling literally right now. Um, What she knows. Let's talk
2: talk about Tiger Woods. Maybe he'll
1: text (laughs) you. He'll call me. Um, Yeah. Where it comes from, you know, she had to understand that it was not about her and i know that sounds very cliche but it's the truth i mean we had a highly sexual relationship she's beautiful she's kind she's amazing this was more about my own psychology for whatever reason when i got engaged something happened and i spiraled out of control and wasn't able unable to sort of stop it um and it wasn't even about our relationship it was more about the individual and that being me and then Without her, obviously, none of this would have happened. We never would have gotten back together. And I only say that because she was the one who had an evolved outlook on what it is to be in a relationship and and what being in love is. And that you don't just throw everything away because someone made a mistake. You have to look at the big picture. She went 30,000 feet up and said, okay, well, who is Oliver? Who is he as a human? Who is he going to be as a dad? you know this is an issue that he has and it really doesn't have anything to do with me it has some it has everything to do with him and his own psychology and he's wanting to get better because i was on a mission and i even said to her i said look i hope you stay but that's not going to stop me from being better for myself and for the for the next person in my life because i don't want to be this guy you know and i think she saw all the hard work that i put in into it and, uh, understood that this was not, this wasn't, d- this didn't define who I was. This was a, a mistake. This is a fucked up scenario. And then we slowly got through it and it, it took a while. And you talk about re- re- rebuilding trust and, and allowing me to go out with the boys and go on vacation. That didn't happen for a while. I mean, you know, I had blinders on and I was home and I was not going anywhere and, you know, we were together and then eventually, you know, it's baby steps and checking in and saying, hey, you know, I, here's where I want to go. How do, you, how do you feel about it? And then and then the, 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 the pitfalls, the trap was establishing this mo- like mother-son relationship where it was like, hey, can I do this? Or is it okay if I go and do that? And three months into the healing process, we had to nip that in the bud because, I said, I don't want that relationship. I don't think you do either. You know, I don't want to have to ask you to do things. Um, So we just need to learn how to operate. So you mean
2: that's not normal? Huh? You mean that's not normal?
1: (laughs) Asking for permission? Well, to
2: go play golf well, with the I guys think, and I think, for permission? Yeah,
1: I mean, it, I think there is some normalcy to that. But in the way that it was operating within our relationship at the time, it was not, you know. But, yeah, I mean, can I go play golf? But, no, I am mean, even then, it's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go play golf at – I'm thinking about going playing golf at 12. I should be home at 4.30. Do you have anything? Or do you need me for anything? I think there's a way to construct the question so it doesn't feel like you're asking permission. You know? Right.
2: No, yeah. It's funny you said that because I remember my mom's... My, mom, my, mom, my dad got roasted in St. Louis at, at some, some event that was televised for Children's Miracle Network or something on Channel 11 here locally. Back when I was a kid, I was probably 11. And considering how I came into the world Mm -hmm. with my dad and meeting my mom and then she became pregnant and the rest is well-documented history with that, Um, she made a joke. and, And I remember it got a huge laugh and she said, I'm not saying that I don't trust my husband, Jack Buck, but I do know that when the team's in town and he says, and good night from the ballpark, it takes him 18 minutes to get to our front door. Mm-hmm. And then that's <laughs> it was it got a big laugh because everybody knew kind of yeah. the history of this whole thing. Yeah. And you know what was going on with him. And then I remember him at a banquet. Now I was in my twenties and doing Cardinal baseball, and we had to the Cardinal players had a An event that they had to be at a couple times a year was in their contracts. And we got there. It was a morning of breakfast thing for all the affiliates and the sponsors. And I might have said this on this podcast before. I do so many of these things, I only host one. Uh, But I, I said this, I think I've said this before. But he got up there and he said, Well, the team was in Houston last night, played a night game, landed at midnight. We were in the arms of our loved ones at one thirty a.m. and home with our wives by three. <laughs> <laughs> and it got to be, I mean, it was a different time. Yeah, and that doesn't excuse it. I, I feel like it's just ridiculous to even make that disclaimer. Yeah, but that's I, it. Just was a different era. Oh, for sure. And and my dad. I guess the reason we maybe think of that is my dad didn't ask permission. Permission for. Anything mm-hmm. like he had poker games that went all night. Joe Torre, who was the manager of the Yankees, when I did my first World Series at 27, I used to sit on Joe Torre's lap when I was like five years old in our house as my dad and players, mm-hmm. both football and baseball, were playing poker until eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm throwing mm-hmm. chips as a little boy into the pot for Joe Torre. Flash forward 23 years, I'm broadcasting for Fox. And the manager in his first year with the Yankees is Joe Torrey.
1: Crazy. And
2: he was one of my dad's great friends. And I've watched this guy smoke cigars, while you know, drink in our yeah. house, do his thing. And I'm crazy. sitting on his lap That's as a little crazy. boy. And now cool. I'm broadcasting his games. That's so cool. But it was just a, you know, I, so I do, I think I do ask for permission quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't have the history you have, so mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should just not show up anymore and just be
1: like, oh, <laughs> no. what? what's the problem? No, again, I think it's about how you That's pose about it. how, how you pose the question if you're like, "Michelle, hey, um, can I go play golf at you know, 12: 30?" You know, instead of like, "Here's what I'm doing, do you need me?" blah blah blah?" You know I don't know. I think there's just a way to go about it. Yeah. Does she ask permission to to do anything, you know, or does she just do what she wants?
2: Well, I think she gets a little bit of a pass on that because if there's one of the two of us that's making the weekly schedule with regard to the boys help (laughs) Mm -hmm. work, how we're covered every which way but loose – it's her. So she, she can bake in things into the weekly schedule. Now I'm coming at it after I've been completely uninvolved with what we're doing all week. And Mm -hmm. I go, Oh, by the way, I have to do my podcast with Oliver at three. (laughs) Uh, And she's like, "Uh, okay, but we, you know, whatever I have this and this, you need to tell me these things. So it's, she's right. I mean, I, I need, I think the communication needs to start early and and, and I'm guilty of being kind of scared, that, not about the podcast, but if I want to go play golf or whatever, I'm, I'm guilty of just kind of kicking the can down the street mm-hmm. until now it's too mm-hmm. late. And then we get into a, an argument about something that could have com- been completely mm-hmm. avoided if the previous week I had said, hey, on Thursday next week, I'm going to play golf right. and I might play golf again on sa- yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I don't know, but – at least at least, her mind's on it so that we can kind of make it all work. Yeah,
1: no, I know. It's the communication part of things, for sure. I'm guilty of that. Because I don't like to plan anyway. I don't want to plan for golf next Thursday. I want to wake up and be like, I'm going to play some golf today. Like, that's how I operate, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, that that wouldn't fly here. I know, I know. Well, that's why I'm married to Aaron and you're married to Michelle.
2: I think Aaron needs some sort of an
1: award.
2: (laughs) I do too. Not only for present day, for
1: past uh, grace and understanding and patience. She's, She's not really human. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Hold on, my son's here. What? Where's mom? Yeah. I don't know. Why? Where? What do you need? I
0: don't know. I just can't
1: find her. Uh, Wilder, Good. my oldest. Good talk, Russ. My oldest just opened the door. Wilder is wearing like flannel PJs in a in a tank top. Like a, you can't call them wife beaters anymore, which I understand. A white tank top that used to be called a wife beater. With his yeah. gold chains hanging out. Can you out. believe
2: that, that that was even called that? I
1: can't, honestly. Like, you know, uh, we, uh, we have our thoughts about the cancel culture and all that stuff. And, and you know, things are moving in, in, in a good direction. Sometimes it can get crazy. Blah, that's a whole other conversation. But the wife beater, I can't believe I called I mean, it that and didn't even think about it. Now I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, Ugh. what a horrible name for something. It's just brutal. <laughs> brutal. But isn't it interesting how our brains have even in the two, three years that, you know, this has been going on as far as bringing to light things that we took for granted or we just didn't think about in the past. And and now it's shifted. Like I think about like, holy shit, I didn't even question putting a wife beater on or calling it that. But now it's like, oh, my God can't believe it's cold yeah that. it's horrible
2: yeah horrible or jokes that you know some i think it, it can go too far sometimes but then you go uh how was this in a movie yeah like oh I, yeah oh my god but, but that's what shapes thought yes and so i am thankful as a father to two girls that the discourse has changed and yeah we can it, it catches your attention now before you just be like that's just i don't know that's just what's called or whatever it is and yeah. now you question it like why is it called that what what what, what does it even mean really yeah and i, I don't know yeah. it's just
1: i know crazy. i know we should come up with a new name for it you know it's like a at a ribbed a ribbed white tight tank top that's what it yeah, is. Yeah,
2: but that just doesn't really
1: roll no. off the tongue.
2: <laughs> no, I know. Hey, uh, can I, I? I've never understood people, and I know there's many on our pod listening to our podcast right now that that insist on wearing t-shirts, be they tank tops or otherwise underdress dress shirts. I've Don't get. I that. do I not
1: like, understand that.
2: A, it makes my shirt too tight. B it's got to it's another layer and it's a yeah. 100 degrees outside. Yeah.
1: I, I couldn't agree more on this. this is an amazing topic you bring up. I, I don't understand that. Why would you wear a shirt?
0: Oh, wait. I I do. I I you're blowing my mind right now that you don't. Is that you don't wear shirts under your dress shirts? No. No. You do?
2: Why do you feel the need to put that on? Is the dress shirt itchy or what? Is it, you you don't want to sweat through it? Don't you
0: sweat more? I think that's what it is. I don't want to sweat through the dress shirt. So I put on another shirt. I think that's what it is, but I don't know. I never really thought much about it. Yeah, but do you, but do you, but then you see the white crew neck collar sort of coming out of your dress shirt? No, you're right. That's, I mean, I try to, I try to get colored t shirts if I can, like, you know, with different colors that match what I'm, but
2: damn. Yeah. Well, while you're on, Josh.
0: Yeah. While you're on.
2: We're wrapping this thing up. I mean, while you're on, last week, we gave you a distinct mission Mm -hmm. to be more vocal Mm -hmm. during intimate times in your life. Mm -hmm. And I need to know, Mm -hmm. did you make any sound Mm -hmm. during (laughs) (laughs) intra-course?
0: Well, I I hate to say it, but there has been no nothing since then. Oh, uh, so
2: seven.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my! But,
1: God.
0: but I, I will say that I did. We I did tell her about that segment that we. Yeah. I didn't tell her everything about that segment, but not not your suggestion of what to do, but um. Cause I want to keep that a surprise. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: but you know, would it kill her to listen to an episode? These are these are downloadable <laughs> yeah. whenever you get your yeah. podcast.
0: I I know. It's not like uh, it's yeah. a secret. <laughs> no, I know. Uh So I um I did talk about it with her. Apparently, I'm not as quiet as I thought. I do oh. make some noises. Oh wow! I just, okay. In my head, though, in my head, it's not a conscious thing. So I thought maybe you know I was silent as can be that's what i was you know maybe
2: she thinks the mattress creaking is you making a noise
0: it could be that's probably what it is <laughs> it sounds it sounds a lot like me really josh like yeah those yeah. are the noise or those are the noises i make maybe so it, oh. it, you're like know. a donkey <laughs> i'm gonna make donkey noises and then sing the the uh a bubbling crude. Yeah, thing.
2: up from the ground, game of bubbling Yeah, <laughs> that actually sounds
0: like it'd go really Next well. Next time
2: you're in the mood, here's what you say to Vanessa. You say, "Hey, your color V."
0: No, no. Try that. Yeah. Say, "Hey V." Hey V.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's let's go make donkey.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's I it. love that. That's good. I like it. Hey V, let's go make donkey. She'll she'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Perfect. we're I think we're inching towards.
0: Vanessa actually being on the show in our last segment at some point, just so you know, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. We're, we'll try and I think we can make that work. I'll text
2: her and ask. Yeah.
0: Her. Okay. Yeah. She won't be able to say no to, to, to you guys.
2: Uh, Margo asking. wants to know, it means you haven't, you know, done that in a week. What's the longest you've ever gone?
0: Uh, in I, I not I, I don't know. That's hard. probably like a month. Mm hmm. Thirty days,
1: 31, 32 days.
0: What about you guys? What's a normal amount of time to go without uh, um, anything? I'm I'm pretty active. I would say, you know,
1: you going, you going. There, there's phases, you know. Like we like just this yeah. week it was three nights in a row, and then you know she got her period this morning. So then we got we got about a week off.
0: Really cuz um, Vanessa just got hers too. She's on the same. That's oh, yeah. another reason why we can't. It's, it's, so the timing never it hasn't worked out. Right. Either. It's so the daddy you know. issue. Why don't you two call cycle. each
2: other now that you're on the same schedule?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a daddy issue cycle.
2: Wow. I mean Michelle and Michelle's the only one of,
1: uh, of the entire group that listens to this. Well, thing. to bring all this to bring this whole episode full circle How's your sex life been with uh, Michelle?
2: <laughs> oh well, she said, you know, make sure you tell him. Yeah. That the night that we recorded that. Yeah. Later on that evening.
1: It was on. You know,
2: it was on. We made donkey.
1: You made donkey. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know.
2: I'm doing Wilder, okay.
0: get out the gun.
1: <laughs> it's Joe. It's Joe Buck.
0: Are you doing it with anyone?
1: No, just me and Joe.
0: And Josh. No, here too. And, Margo.
1: and Margo. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Everyone's here. Everyone's here. Margo. We have a full, full full house.
0: By the way, th- this is why I didn't want to say anything about my sex life, because Oliver's whole family will hear it, because he's not wearing friggin' headphones again. I know. Oh, you know what? You know what sucks? Is look I just forgot.
1: Like they're right here. Oh yeah. my god. Hey, you know what's gonna
2: kill you, Josh?
1: What? in the middle, kill
2: me in the middle of this episode can you hear me yeah okay I mean you can hear me like this yeah good enough to be on our recording our show because my card just
0: went full <laughs> send, send me what you have any we'll try and make this good God hey
2: <laughs> wait you know what
0: Joseph when did it go full like how long ago? I, I
2: don't know. I mean, I, it, could, it could have been 41 seconds ago. It could have been 12 minutes ago.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, he's going to have a good time. Um, well, all right. I guess
2: Vanessa's, Vanessa, yeah, I was going to say Vanessa's not <laughs> occupying any of his time,
1: or he's That's not true. occupying
2: Vanessa's. But you know what? Don't bring this up because I already got in trouble for this, Josh. Just do yourself a favor. Don't bring it up. Yeah.
1: And Michelle, Michelle, if you're listening, um, you know, we all know who you are. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windisch. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.